COVID-19 has changed daily life in the U.S., and with news breaking by the hour, it can be hard to stay up to date. I'm Ari Shapiro. Join us every weekday for a new live conversation about the disease, what you need to know, what's coming next, and we'll answer your questions. The National Conversation with All Things Considered, live every weekday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific, from NPR News. new program we're going to be bringing you starting on Monday uh, as part of our coverage to keep you connected at your community radio station WJFF. And right now, let's go to Donna Fellenberg, host of Catskill Character. Hello, Donna. Hey, Tim. How are you doing? I'm doing. I'm hanging in there. How are you? You're, we're all remote, but we're able to bring everybody together. And you've got not just one Catskill character today, but multiple characters. Yes. You know, I thought during the weeks to come, if possible, I was going to try to check in with some of the guests who've been on the show and not only see what they're up to, but also see how they're dealing with the situation. And I heard um, when you were doing Radio Chat Skill, your guest from the Hurleyville Performing Arts Center talked about wanting to do something uplifting. Yes. And that's exactly what I wanted to do today, and that's why I contacted these particular Catskill characters. This is the um, Adams slash Poser clan from Wonder Wheel Productions. They make fabulous films, and they're going to come on today and talk about what they've been doing and what the new film is that they're actually working on as we speak. Hey, guys. How are you? Hi. Hello. Hey, everybody. Um, I think, Tim, you said something uh, earlier to me about when each of them wants to talk, that they should take the phone? Yeah, um, if you guys, just because of the way we're set up here, we're all sort of remote and a little new territory for us, so if you can pass the phone a little bit, we'll be able to hear you a little bit better. Sounds good. <laughs> okay, so I want to introduce you all. What I think you just heard Toby Poser speaking. Uh, Toby is married to John Adams. And they have two beautiful daughters, Lulu Adams and Zelda Adams. Lulu is not with us today. I was wondering, is she still out in Oregon? Yes, Lulu's uh, still out in Portland, Oregon. I think she's camping and, and hiking and sped, spending a lot of isolated time in nature up there, which is beautiful. Oh, that's good. And um, Zelda, who is on the soccer team, is is it the Roscoe High School? I forget the name of your high school. I'm sorry. Yeah, so Roscoe mixes with Downsville, and we have a combined right. uh, varsity soccer team. Yeah, so I was wondering, what are you and your dad doing now that you can't play soccer? Really, we're just spending this time to hang out with each other because I know a lot of the time I have school and soccer, so now it's kind of great because we get to spend time with each other and make art and just laugh and have fun. It's great. Yeah. You know, I saw something that you posted on Facebook, John, which I thought was great. You said you hope that people would spend this time falling deeper in love with your families and your lovers and your animals. I think that's really good advice. Well, thanks. It's, it's a great time to, like, turn inwards, right? That's what we're being asked to do, and it's a fun job to turn inwards. Yes, exactly. But let's talk a little bit about your films. Um, I know you're working on your sixth film now, but let's start from the first one. I think in 2010 you started by buying a camera and mics and hitting the road, and the first film that came out of that was Rumble Strips. 
That's correct. Yeah, 2010, we got an old RV, Harvey the RV, we called it. And we, the girls were 6 and 11 at the time. And we just threw caution to the wind and hit the road and thought, let's make a movie. And they went on to, and we shot all over the country. It went on to several film festivals. Um, it, was, it was the beginning of a beautiful love story with film. And um, I think Zelda was in that one. Was Lulu in that one also? Yes, yep. They were 6 and 11. And, right, right. And, and it was, and yeah. And then the next, I guess you're, it's a learning curve, right? You're learning as you go along. So the next film was Knucklejack. Yeah, so um, we learned so much when we did Rumble Strips. We had such a great time. Everybody kind of figured out what they loved best about filmmaking. So, like, Lulu actually became really interested in doing sound. Zelda became a lot more interested in being behind the camera. Um, Zelda also, you know, really took to the whole acting part. And we also learned more about trying to tell a story more succinctly. So Knuckle Jack was this great opportunity to take, like, the good things that we had learned from Rumble Strips and apply them to the next movie, which was kind of to simple, simplify things and boil things down and, and, and give a kind of, like, a tighter tale to tell. And also add a little bit more, actually, a little more punk rock, I think, to Knuckle Jack, right? Even though, no, Rumble Strips was pretty punk rock, too, but... Um, yeah, it was a great opportunity to just keep sharpening those, you know, filmmaking tools, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when, you, when you're talking about punk rock, I know that you're a musician also, and you and Zelda play in a band as well as make movies. Isn't that correct? Yeah, we're in a band together. It's called Hellbender, and we actually just came out with our second song yesterday. We published it on YouTube. We... We've been having so much fun making music, and we're kind of doing it to help, like, promote, you know, promote ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, really fun. we're going to play a bit of that song later on, as a matter of fact. I heard it, and it's fantastic. So, oh, thank you. Um, I want the listeners to hear that. You know, the it's, thing about... It's interesting you guys, that you, like, yeah. that we're talking about that song. What was um, We were making the video, and, you know, there's kind of, like, every generation has a... A mission, you know, and right now all of our mission is to lay low and to take care of our families and to kind of almost be quiet for a little bit. And, um, you know, when we made the video, we kind of juxtaposed the mission of the World War II teenagers to the mission of our generation's teenagers. And it's just, uh, it's, it's great to see how people do their missions. They take their missions. We all do our jobs, you know, and it's, um, we've always done it and it's a nice thing to see us doing it again now. Yeah. Did you make that video before um, All Hell Broke Loose or uh, you just made it recently? No, that one we just made recently when All Hell Broke Loose. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did a great job. Um, The next film you did was The Shoot, uh, it was kind of a dark commentary on fame and fashion and rock and roll. And I, I guess I should mention here that you were a model. Uh, you, you walked the runways in Europe, and you worked for Calvin Klein as his fit model. So I guess you had a lot of um, insider 
uh, information about fashion and rock and roll and fame. Yeah, I think what was fun about this shoot was making a movie about the fashion industry. And, you know, I used to travel a lot to some really cool locations. I was extremely lucky in that way. And sometimes when we would be in a remote spot, I always thought to myself, what would happen? Who would rise to the top if we had an emergency or something really crazy happened? And I, I love the idea that it's, it's not who you usually think is going to rise to the top. You know, it's not mm. like it's a lot of the time the unexpected hero emerges. And that's what's so fun about life. Mm. And I guess everybody has an opportunity to be a hero in their own way right now and just by as you said laying low and keeping quiet and kind of turning in yeah, turning yeah i in think way. right now we really get to see all the heroes it's a, it's a great time to watch heroes mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely now the next film you made uh was the film that allowed me to become familiar with you and because it played at the narrowsburg film festival was that one? i don't i can't remember what year that was to 2016, maybe? Uh, that's, half, that's right, yeah. Yeah, Halfway to Zen. And that that film completely just blew me away. It was a beautiful film. It was about a broken family reuniting. What was it like making that film? Sorry, can you repeat the question? What was it like making that film? That was such a fun experience. I was a bit older, so I can remember it much better. Uh, We finally started to get our groove down of making films. We all knew what we liked to do. I knew that I really liked being behind the camera. So we finally got our groove down, and I feel like it just went really smoothly. We kind of broadened our ensemble, and we created a a wonderful piece of art that um, we always say that we can look back on because we have, you know, this footage that will always be there. Yeah. And, you know, I know, Zelda, you always said you like working behind the camera, but you are a beautiful actress. I mean, I, I, I think you just have so much talent. I know you have talent behind the camera, too, but I hope that you continue to bless us with your performances as you get older. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I love acting in front of the camera, too. Um, I get to express myself in new ways, uh, Honestly, it's kind of a treasure being able to be in front and behind the camera. You know, I feel double lucky. It's really fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then you decided to, like, kind of, because all these films were, except for maybe the shoot, they were kind of about uh, families and, you know, relationships, uh, having problems, coming together. But the next film you did was The Deeper You Dig, and that was a horror film. So, John... uh, Tell me about what you, why you decided to go that way, and then I'd love Toby to tell me about all of the uh, film festivals that she attended with that film. Well, we, um, Zelda and I, made a, a, a little test run of a movie called The Hatred before we made The Deeper You Dig, oh, and we God. really loved shooting in the Catskills in the wintertime. Like, the cinematography was just, so fun to capture this area. And so after that little test run, we, uh, we decided to keep, keep on um, going and um, make this The Deeper You Dig. And I think our main goal with The Deeper You Dig was that we wanted to kind of twist the ghost story around. We wanted to turn it upside down. And instead of the ghost 
you know, uh, being bad. And we wanted the ghost to have some power and to kind of just flip that, that whole ideal. Hmm. And, Toby, you took that film to a lot of film festivals all over the world. It was You were invited to come. So why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, that was quite a thrill. We, we premiered in Montreal at the Fantasia Film Festival, uh, which is a huge genre film festival, fantasy, horror, uh, supernatural, sci-fi. Uh, and that, that just blew our minds because the, the genre of film world is so supportive and it's colorful and, and, the, and it just comes with a huge fan base where everyone is very hungry for material. And it was quite different from the drama film festivals we've been to, which were equally wonderful, just different. Um, and so from Montreal, uh, Fantasia, we then went on to, to London for Fright Fest. And that was a crazy scene. It took place in Leicester Square, which is a really bustling, busy part of London. Uh, and then from there, I went to Sitges in Spain, right below Barcelona, which was just insane because the whole town, this beautiful seaside town, is taken over by the festival. And, and it's just packed with horror lovers. Everywhere you go, you'll see grandmothers wearing horror T-shirts. And, <laughs> and while you're eating this, these beautiful patatas, bravas, you, you're next to someone who's got blood painted on their face. It, it, it was just it, it opened up a world that was that was so new and exciting. Um, and we also went, let's see, we played in, uh, oh, in Austin, Texas, at the wonderful Fantastic Film Festival, which is just a great city on its own. And then you throw in a bunch of horror lovers. That was a blast. Uh, went on to France, uh, Switzerland. Let's see, a bunch of festivals just got canceled. But mm. we we were lucky that we we got to really get around. Telluride, John and Zelda went out to Telluride Horror Show, and to Scream Fest in L.A. So this film really set us on a, a on a roller coaster ride of fun. It also opened a lot of great doors. One of the great things about um, the horror community is they're really open to creativity and art. They they want to see you take chances in art, and that's something that we just love about doing horror is you're allowed to take chances you're allowed to explore mm-hmm. well you know i want to hear a little bit more i have one more question to ask you about um taking the deeper you dig around but i think we're going to take a quick break and then we come when we come back we're going to listen to hellbender and then talk more about the movie that you're making now okay does that sound good guys sounds great you're, li- okay. you're listening to a special live edition of Catskill Character with Donna Fellenberg. We'll be right back. WJFF is making some changes as we continue to serve you during the coronavirus pandemic. First, our volunteers will be staying home for their safety, so your favorite local programs will be pre-recorded. You can also expect to hear more from NPR as national news develops, and we'll have the latest local closings and safety updates for our listening area. We are here for you no matter what. Your community radio station, WJFF. And thanks to Eve from Kashukton, who called in with a pledge during our quiet drive. Uh, She loves WJFF, she says, including jazz and Catskill Character, which is coming to you live right now with Donna Fellenberg. Hi, Donna. Hey, Tim. Thank you, Eve. That's very nice. Yes, it's lovely. Thank you. So are we going back on now? We're on now. 
Okay. <laughs> so Live. Um, I wanted to ask um, Wonder Wheel Productions uh, one more question about uh, taking the deeper you dig around to all these different film festivals. I wondered if you noticed any kind of difference between the European film festivals and the ones that you attended in the United States. I'll, I'll tell you what, I was in Berlin for the uh, Final Girls Film Festival, and they were the most intellectual audience I've ever met in my life. Oh, I have to uh-huh. say that Americans aren't intellectual, but the questions they asked were really stumpers. Uh, so I would say each European country definitely had its own flavor and came with its own bag of uh, questions, and, and the way they saw the film was very, was very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people could just see a story about a girl who disappears, a mother who loses her daughter, a man who who, who carries a lot of guilt and who's done something horrible. Others see something incredibly um, minute and, and, and detailed and emotional. Uh, they look at it from different emotional angles. So I would say that there was definitely a difference. Wow, that's interesting. You don't remember any of the... Uh, different kind of questions that you might have gotten over there um, as opposed sure. to... One oh, and also in Berlin, someone said, I wondered why uh, the character of Kurt was wearing his wedding ring and we don't see the mom and the wife and what's <laughs> that all about? And, and I wanted to say, well, I'll let you answer that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have an answer. A lot of people ask about the wedding ring and the answer was I was too lazy to take it off and I, my finger's too fat to take it off too. <laughs> And I didn't want to fess up to that. <laughs> so I think well, I gave some it's answers. It's so like, nice to oh, know they're know, watching. to the mystery. Yeah, well, we, it, did, it, we did finally, exactly, we finally came up with a nice, uh, you know, intellectual answer, <laughs> which was, we want the audience to wonder whether perhaps Kurt has killed his wife in the past. Ah. You know, and people love that. They're like, that's what I thought. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> well, um... This leads us now up to the film that you're working on currently, Hellbender. Tim, do you think you might play a little bit about, of the uh, music that we have queued up? Yeah, it's Hellbender falling in love. A little out of control. I listen to that, um, it's so beautiful and eerie at the same time, and of course very apropos to what's going on now. I was wondering, now, is, is that you singing Zelda? 
Yeah, that's me singing, and Toby's also singing a bit, too. Okay. So we all kind of had a part in this song. Yeah, because I saw you singing in the video, and I thought, well, yeah, that sounds like her. But that um, that high voice uh, is is uh, Toby, right? Uh, some of it's me, but some of it's Zelda, too. I think in our higher ranges, we sound a little uh, similar. Yeah. But it's, oh, it's mostly Zelda going all the way. It's beautiful. And the video Thank is beautiful. You. People should really check it out on YouTube. Uh, so let's let's talk about Hellbender. Tell me what it's about. Well, it's interesting that you ask, and thanks for asking, Donna. Um, I think I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys think. What's fun about this stage of movie making is we're just beginning the process. We've shot the introduction to the movie. So, you know, we're constantly uh, talking about what this movie means to each of us. So I can answer for myself what it means is I'm, I'm really looking forward to making a movie about a young girl who's coming to terms with her destiny and learning to fall in love with it. Even though it may look ugly at first, she has to come to terms with it because it is what it is. And, you know, we all come to terms with our identity and our lives and have to learn to love it and to make it, like, to make it whole. And that's what um, I think is going to be so fun about watching this character of Zelda, who's the hellbender. Um, what do you think it's about? I won't be as, like, symbolic. I'll be more simple. But I would say it's about a great relationship between a mom and a daughter. And, you know, they seem both pretty ordinary until we find out there's a bit more to them, maybe a bit of witchiness. So, yeah, that's all I'll say. Mm. But. <laughs> Okay. I think that I think that we're creating our own mythology. We, uh, which is something you can do in the horror genre. Just make it up. It's, it sounds it sounds good. <laughs> and uh, in this case, this is a, we've created a story about a, a, an ancient bloodline of women who defied the expectations of uh, the traditional expectations of women to to marry, have children. Uh, who only go off to, to fight wars and never come home, and and uh, and so it's about a women who uh, a group of women who become completely autonomous and have over evolution um, created uh, gained powers to procreate on their own. They've gained abilities of of influence and strength uh, and magic, and we've and these women come from that bloodline. And we've already cast some wonderful local, very witchy-looking women uh, to make the prologue for the film, which takes place in the 1800s. And, this, and then we come into the modern contemporary uh, story of this mother and daughter and how they navigate their, uh, their lineage. And one is ashamed of it, and the other intends to use that power very specifically. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so apropos for what's going on now, too, because, you know, with the elections and everything you hear a lot about, let, let's give women a chance. Let's give Bingo. women their turn. Yeah. So what? this is a movie for our times. Bingo, like Donna in the I back. Like so. <laughs> <laughs> Win surprise. <laughs> wow. So, you know, we should actually talk, too, about how you guys make your movie, because you... You use the cat skills to its best advantage. Talk for a minute about how you you actually go about the physical part of filming. 
I think that for us, people who we have no fancy equipment, what Mother Nature gives us, and particularly the Catskills, which is cinematic during every season, it's just constantly giving us gifts. So why not shoot them? Uh, we use what we have, the natural light of the Catskills. If there's a storm, we have the luxury of going outside and being in the middle of nowhere to uh, talk about the social distance. You know, it's built in here. And we can uh, we take advantage of everything that what surrounds us gives us. And in this case, it's where we live, the Catskills, uh, the cracks in the sidewalk. If, if, if we're in town, the, the trees bare, the ice, the snow the autumn leaves, uh, the, the slope of the mountains. It's Yeah, the Catskills show up every day on set ready to act, and we never know what the Catskills are going to do, but they always do it wonderfully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, every time, since we're a family, every time we're hanging out, it's like a business meeting. So we'll be driving to soccer practice, and we can just talk about what we want to film tomorrow. It's great. <laughs> And I guess now you have so much more time together, so the the ideas are just flying. Yeah, we're it's it's like I feel bad for big production companies right now because just like everybody, it doesn't matter whether you're making donuts or making a film. Right now, you're you're on hold. Uh, but the nice thing about the three of us is we're not on hold. In fact, now we have all the time in the world. We used to have about a two-hour window between school and soccer to shoot anything we wanted to that day. Now we have all day long, and it looks like a couple months long. So, you know, this is how we're going to fill our time, is getting together and shooting a wonderful movie. Yeah. I know you have a band of actors that you see appear in different uh, different films that you've done. Uh, how are you uh, doing social distancing keeping that in mind. I mean, that's a really hard thing to have to be thinking about while you're making a film. Yeah, fortunately, we shot a couple weeks ago our big scene with 13 women before any of this came Ah. to light. So we got that out of the way, and now we've had the time to edit that scene. Everything else we've done, we've we've just done on... On our own, there's plenty of us to do, there's plenty for us to do, the three of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Toby and I are the main characters of this new work of art, so I think that we can luckily tackle this time to film scenes with just ourselves. It's perfect timing. And and are you filming basically up in the Roscoe area? Yes, we're just going to shoot. Uh, I mean, now obviously everybody's got to stay close to home, so yeah, we're just shooting around our house and on our property and um you know because it's like you said before the cat skills are just gorgeous every everybody's property is perfect for filming and every day what we do is we go out of the house and we take a hike and and we that's basically our scouting session today right. we're going to hike up on top of i don't know what the mountain specific mountain is called but it's a beautiful kind of plateau huggins pond so we're going to hike Huggins, near Huggins Pond and scout Huggins there. Pond. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. When I was watching the deeper you dig, I was trying to figure out where you were. You know, <laughs> that's one of the fun things about um, being up here and watching your films. Aside from the, the the beauty of your films and the enjoyment of your films, you see all these places that you might be a little familiar with, or you think you're familiar with. Absolutely. That's one of the greatest things about living here in the Catskills is the community of people is so accepting and helpful to us. 
you know, Halfway to Zen was shot in Livingston Manor mostly, and everyone was always so kind to let us shoot, you know, their storefronts in their stores. They would act in the movie. Then um, the DPU Dig was uh, shot more in Roscoe. Again, you know, we shot in the mobile station, the IGA. We were, you know, it was just everyone's just so helpful to us up here. It makes it so smooth. Mm. And I know we were just listening to the program with all, with the farmers right before this, and Tannis Kowalczyk was on there. She is in this one, uh, Jessica Beveridge, other uh, local actors. And then uh, people will recognize other people, Judy Rose in there, uh, Patricia Adams. They're great locals that who, who are already part of our, our little gaggle of witchy women. And now some new girls, a couple girls from the soccer team, the Browns, and their mom, Sandy. I mean, and... Uh, just a ton of great people. Oh wow! And so you do. This is a, that was like a period piece that you did right there. That one section because it took place in the 1800s. Who made those costumes? Uh, I made I made 13 costumes, and it was wow. a lot of fun. Yeah, That's I, I did a lot of dyeing and distressing with things like cheese graters <laughs> and coffee <laughs> grinds. It was wonderful. A lot of coffee poured on a lot of fabric. A you're, lot of coffee. <laughs> you're, listen, I got it. you're listening to a special live edition of Catskill Character. Donna, guys, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we're coming up on 11.59, so we're going to have to wrap up this Catskill oh. Character conversation. Thank you so much for coming on with me today. I really appreciate it, and good luck with your film. I can't, this is, aside from the lifting of all of this stuff, it's something to look forward to, to be able to see your next film. So I can't Thanks for wait. having us today, Donna and Tim, for hooking this up. It's really nice to hear you all. Thank you. And, Thank you. And you all are in your car, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, with our dog. <laughs> a very well-behaved dog, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I didn't Amazing. Hear well, you, but you don't smell it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all very much. You stay safe. Donna, thank Take you. Take care. Thank you, too. Rock and roll. Bye, guys. Bye. Rock and roll, John.